Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the last in our series on the Psalms. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and crochet hook, and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, this is number six. Number six. You can go back and find all the other ones, either on our website or through iTunes. This time we're going to talk about using psalms specifically in worship. And this comes from all the questions that we had gotten yes. about singing them, having them being sung or not sung, and what tones and whatnot you use and who gets to choose and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So thank you for the questions. Absolutely. Okay. So let's start with when do we sing them? When do we not sing them? Great question. It's adiaphora, which is the big fancy word for it doesn't matter. Okay. The Psalms are a part of the lectionary. They are assigned for each individual Sunday. And the psalm portion happens after the first reading, before the second reading in our worship service. And it is totally at the discretion of the worshiping community how they are presented. Now, I'm guessing because they are songs as much as poetry that traditionally they have been sung? They have been sung more often than not throughout history. Okay. And the use of them within the Hebrew culture is, I do believe, still to sing them. Okay. And have them to different meters, different verses. And they can be used in different ways in that way. And there are even sacred dances that go along with some of oh, them. Oh, my. And Hebrew dancing that goes mm-hmm. with them, which is great. The traveler psalms in particular, those psalms that are sung as people make their journey and their pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And then the dancing at the end when everyone arrives together, there's mm-hmm. some really beautiful history and beautiful use of them in that way. The kind of use of them within Lutheran congregations is that we have some psalm tones in the beginning of our worship book. That can If you happen to have a hymnal, you can go looking at all of them. And we did at the beginning of all of this, so almost six weeks ago now, or at least six weeks ago now, there's a video on our Facebook page where we show them. You can see the picture of of the many psalm tones. I think there are 10 tones. Nice. In the ELW, in the current Evangelical Lutheran Worship Book, which is our denomination's hymnal right now. Now, those are the basic ones where you have a thing and then you change. Da-da-da. Yep. Da-da-da. Yep. (laughs) And at one point, Martin was talking about, Martin being the musical director here, Mm -hmm. that there are longer ones and shorter ones. And the longer ones take a couple of verses and the shorter ones are just bit by bit. Yeah. So the psalm tones that are in the front of the hymnal that we have all basically are set up so that each verse is one stanza. Uh-huh. So verse one would be da, 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 da. And they're all marked as such that you know where your tone changes at the end. Yes. And again, all the Psalms are in the ELW and they're marked. And the translation is slightly different than the NRSV oh, because they're, they're created for you to be able to sing them. Oh, sure. That would change things slightly. So it changes just a little bit so that you can find a clear breakpoint. Oh, watching my husband try to teach those breakpoints to my children in the pew. It's been a source of entertainment for me over the years. (laughs) 
So there's like this little hash mark. Yep. And that little hash mark on the psalm tone coincides with a little hash mark in the psalm. And that's where you make the change to the last three notes yep. in the tone. And then there's like a break. And that means go down to the inset part of the verse, the second half of the verse. And that's Start the second over. part of the tone. And then a hash mark. Yep. And that's where you do then the last three notes. And that can mean that some of it is really long. Like you can be on that one note for a little while. (laughs) Yes, you you can. I'm trying to pull up one of our psalms here. It's always entertaining to me when the organist and the congregation has to navigate those breaths. Right. So if we look at like verse 2 of 98, it could be something like, The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But it, it can get really, really long. Yes, it can. And not knowing quite when. Are we all breathing together? Ah, kind of a thing. Yeah. But those are the tones. Now, the longer tones, there are lots of different resources out there by different publishers and different composers. And again, these are things that you can write yourself and use. You mm-hmm. don't you don't have to be stuck with what's in the hymnal itself. Totally. Okay. Absolutely. And the different publishers might have different ones so the either there's a refrain that the congregation will all sing together mm-hmm. and then a really long tone that's kind of complicated and chanty that a cantor would sing for the verses and then the congregation come in on the refrain together. That's a totally viable option. There are some that have been set just like musical pieces. Mm -hmm. And one of the ones that we've talked about is Psalm 23 being set to Marty Haugen's setting of it, Shepherd Me, O God. Mm -hmm. And that's the entire psalm set as a a hymn almost, as, Mm -hmm. as a song. And there's lots of versions of that, particularly from the GIA, which is the Catholic Music Uh Company, publishers. They have some really, really, really gifted and talented composers who've created some beautiful pieces of choral music and those kinds of things that are based in psalms. Well, and beyond just the psalm that's printed from the lectionary for that Sunday... You also can find them in the back being set to music as just a basic hymn, correct? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that Shepherd Me, O God mm-hmm. is a hymn, but it is a hymn based in a psalm. And there are lots and lots and lots of songs like that in the world. They aren't necessarily all just in our hymnals. No. Well, my husband copped to the fact that he knew the words pretty much to Psalm 23 because he'd sung it as a song somewhere in his career, probably in college. Yep. So if you don't have a particularly musical congregation Mm -hmm. or you just aren't feeling the music for that particular day, reading it is perfectly good as an option? I think so. There are some musicians and church musicians that would absolutely question that (laughs) and disagree. (laughs) I think that sometimes, because I love the psalm so much, And because I think that chanting the psalm sometimes is so far out of how we normally encounter music within our culture, that people are so much more focused on when do I break and when do I change that they're not reading the words at all. Oh, that's funny. Having come from a Catholic tradition where we, I don't remember doing that, uh getting the chance to sing them and figuring that little thing out, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. But do you hear them? 
Do you hear the words that you're saying? Oh, no, I'm totally focused on <laughs> getting the notes right in <laughs> exactly. the right order. Exactly. And not actually paying attention or encountering the words. And so for me, for whom I find so much power in the poetry and in the words. Oh, sure. Understanding that my people are not hearing the words and are not getting like, maybe they're not even getting the whole of the entire psalm mm -hmm. because we're editing out the dark parts. I tend to not be disappointed when people read them because maybe in the reading them aloud, yep, they're going to be concentrating on the fact that they're reading aloud together. Uh -huh. But I feel like there's sometimes more of an opportunity for a modern audience to encounter the psalm when they're reading it aloud than when they're singing it. Oh, that's interesting. Unless they're singing it in a piece of music that's kind of familiar. Sure. Or a tune that lets them enter into it without a whole bunch of anxiety about getting it wrong. Okay, so when you do sing it versus mm -hmm. speak it, mm -hmm. who gets to choose? Here at Central, it's the director of music ministries. Oh, it's not you, huh? Nope, not it. Oh, interesting. And it's chosen alongside of the other hymns and those kinds of pieces. And I, in this congregation, don't choose those. The only one that I choose is the hymn of the day. Okay. The rest of that is chosen and done by the director of music ministries here. Now, in previous calls, I have been the one to choose all of the music for the service. Okay. So the hymns and the liturgy and all of that kind of stuff. But here that's all done by our, our music ministry director, who is Martin. What about between using the organ or using a piano? That's his decision. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Would you ever weigh in on a choice? Because yes. it seems to me that the organ is going to give you the churchy, churchy, high church feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Could. It depends on what register he chooses. It depends on okay. what sound he chooses. There are times when I have asked specifically to say, could we do a more piano-based service? Okay. But typically here, that's 100% the choice of the musician. Excellent. So we'll have to get Martin in here and We're ask some of these questions. We're going to rope Martin in <laughs> for some future podcasts. So we've already covered psalms being hymns in the hymnal and being sung that way as well. Mm -hmm. Where else do you find them? I find them everywhere. Okay. I, I can find them in contemporary music and not just praise music in the Christian music industry. But I have some, you'll hear some paper shuffling here because I've got some examples. So for contemporary Christian music, Small Enough by Nicole Nordman. Totally easy to see how that is a psalm, but that's a, a contemporary Christian piece, so people could see that. Okay. But like the song Prayer of the Children by Kurt Bester. Okay. It It's such a psalm. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a lament. It's a really gorgeous lament. So we'll pop some of these up, like links on the website for people. Is it all going to be country music laments? No, 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 no. Prayer okay. of the Children is a choral piece. Okay. And they've actually sung it here at Central. It's beautiful. Wonderful. Never Alone by Barlow Girl is another one that the first words, I waited for you today, but you didn't show. Mm. I needed you today, so where did you go? You told me to call, said you'd be there, and though I haven't seen you, are you still there? Yeah, that's pretty lamenty. It's a lament. It's uh -huh. a personal lament. And then the chorus of it, I cried out with no reply, and I can't feel you by my side. So I'll hold tight to what I know. You're here, and I'm never alone. 
Oh. It's a total personal yeah. event. Totally and completely. And the one that I heard that, when I looked on the like Pandora station to see, mm-hmm. like, oh, where's that from? It's from Charlotte's Web, the movie. Oh, right. That's so sweet. But it's, so it's an acoustic version mm-hmm. of that particular song, but it was used in Charlotte's Web. But Barlow Girl are a Christian music group, mm-hmm. and it is a totally personal event. Another one people may may know, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Mm. Wake me up inside, call my name, save me from the dark, bid my blood to run before I come undone, save me from the nothing I've become. It's a total psalm. <laughs> it's totally there. If you listen to it, I mean, it's rock mm-hmm. and it's big sound, but I can totally see that as a psalm. Fantastic. Those are some of them. You can find them if you're looking. You can find them, especially once you've done this anatomy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you can take a look at the songs that you're hearing and mm-hmm. you can see the different pieces within them. It's pretty awesome. All right, that's going to lead me to my last question. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite of the contemporary versions? Peace by Jennifer Knapp. Wow, there was no hesitation whatsoever. (laughs) None. It's a song that I use Pandora a lot. Sure. And I have a Pandora station that is based on Jennifer Knapp and her music. Okay. And almost without fail, since... The very first time I flew across the country to look at California to see whether or not I wanted to go to seminary. And I had bought this. This was my first contemporary Christian music that I had ever purchased in my life. Mm -hmm. It was on a cassette tape. (laughs) And I listened to it on the airplane on my Walkman. Nice. (laughs) Right? Hey, there's no Wi-Fi interference there. That's right. You could listen to your Walkman all you wanted. That cassette tape was fine. Oh, man. You wore that thing out, didn't you? I totally did. Nice. But that particular song, in some of the darkest moments of my ministry, in some of the hardest times of my life, inevitably, I'll open Pandora, which is a random station, right? Mm -hmm. It plays what it wants to play. You don't control it. Peace will come on. Oh, that's nice. And it is near and dear to my heart. It helps me to breathe. It helps me to remember to breathe. It is an incredible song. And it's based on, I always forget the number of the psalm that it's based on, but the first words of he is my, are, he is my light and my salvation, whom have I to fear? And it's a direct setting of a psalm to music. And it's gorgeous. Fantastic. We will definitely put a link to that up on the website. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a lot a bit more about all the (laughs) Psalms in our series. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for taking this journey alongside of us. If you have a favorite setting of a Psalm that you would like to share, find a YouTube video of it and Chuck it up in the comments on our Facebook page. Absolutely. I would love to see what kind of settings and music people are enjoying of how the Psalms find their way out into the world. If you would like to let us know anything, if you've enjoyed this, or if you want to encourage other people, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people to find our podcast and it lets us know that you're out there. Until we are back in your ears again, 
remember, God loves you no matter what.